Chapter Three of the Life Everlasting by Marie Corelli. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Angel of a Dream. The voice that spoke to me was silvery clear, and fell, as it were, through the air, dividing space with sweetness. It was soft and resonant, and the thrill of tenderness within it was as though an angel sang through tears. Never had I heard anything so divinely pure and compassionate, and all my being strove to lift itself towards that supernal height which seemed to be the hidden source of its melodious utterance. O soul, wandering in the region of sleep and dreams, said the voice, what is all thy searching and labor worth without love? Why art thou lost in a silence without song? I raised my eyes, seeking for the one who thus spoke to me, but could see nothing. In life's great choral symphony, the voice continued, the keynote of the dominant melody is love. Without the keynote there can be no music, there is dumbness where there should be sound, there is discord where there should be harmony. Love, the one vibrant tone to which the whole universe moves in tune. Love, the breath of God, the pulsation of his being, the glory of his work, the fulfillment of his eternal joy. Love, and love alone, is the web and texture and garment of happy immortality. O soul that seekest the way to wisdom and to power, what dost thou make of love? I trembled and stood mute. It seemed that I was surrounded by solemn presences whose nearness I could feel but not see, and unknowing who it was that spoke to me, I was afraid to answer. Far in the past, thousands of ages ago, went on the voice, the world we call the sorrowful star was a perfect note in a perfect scale. It was in tune with the divine symphony, but with the sweep of centuries it has lagged behind. It has fallen from light into shadow, and rather than rise to light again, it has made of itself a discord opposed to the eternal harmony. It has chosen for its keynote hate, not love. Each nation envies or despises the other. Each man struggles against his fellow man, and grudges his neighbor every small advantage. And more than all, each creed curses the other, blasphemously calling upon God to verify and fulfill the curse. Hate, not love. This is the false note struck by the pitiful earth-world today, swinging out of all concordance with spherical sweetness. Hate that prefers falsehood to truth, malice to kindness, selfishness to generosity. O sorrowful star, doomed so soon to perish! Turn, turn, even in thy last moments, back to the divine ascendant before it is too late. I listened, and a sense of hopeless fear possessed me. I tried to speak, and a faint whisper crept from my lips. Why? I murmured to myself, for I did not suppose anyone could or would hear me. Why should we and our world perish? We knew so little at the beginning, and we know so little now. Is it altogether our fault if we have lost our way? A silence followed. A vague, impalpable sense of restraint and captivity seemed closing me in on every side. I was imprisoned, as I thought, within invisible walls. 
then all at once this density of atmosphere was struck asunder by a dazzling light as of cloven wings but i could see no actual shape or even suggestion of substance the glowing rays were all and the voice spoke again with grave sweetness and something of reproach who speaks of losing the way it asked when the way is and has ever been clear and plain nature teaches it law and order support it obey and ye shall live disobey and ye shall die there is no other ruling than this out of chaos who is it that speaks of losing the way when the way is and has been and ever shall be clear and plain i stretched out my hands involuntarily my eyes filled with tears o oh, angel invisible i prayed forgive my weakness and unwisdom how can the world be saved or comforted by a love it never finds again a silence again that dazzling quivering radiance flashing as in an atmosphere of powdered gold what does the world seek most ardently it demanded the love of god or the love of self if it seeks the first all things in heaven and earth shall be added to its desire if the second all shall be taken from it even that which it hath i had as i thought no answer to give but i covered my weeping eyes with both hands and knelt before the unseen speaker as to some great spirit enthroned love is not love that loves itself went on the voice self is the image not the god wouldst thou have eternal life then find the secret in eternal love love which can move worlds and create universes the love of soul for soul angel for angel god for god i raised my head and uncovering my eyes looked up but i could see nothing save that all-penetrating light which imprisoned me as it were in a circle of fire love is that power which clasps the things of eternity and makes them all its own said the voice in stronger tones of deeper music it builds its solar systems its stars its planets with a thought it wakes all beauty all delight with a smile it lives not only now but forever in a heaven of pure joy where every thousand years is but one summer day to love there is no time no space no age no death what it gives it receives again what it longs for comes to it without seeking god withholds nothing from the faithful soul i still knelt wondering if these words were intended only for me or for some other listener for i could not now feel sure that i was without a companion in this strange experience there is only one way of life went on the voice only one way the way of love whosoever loves greatly lives greatly whosoever misprizes love is dead though living give all thy heart and soul to love if thou wouldst be immortal for without love thou mayest seek god through all eternity and never find him i waited there was a brief silence then a sudden wave of music broke upon my ears a breaking foam of rhythmic melody that rose and fell in a measured cadence of solemn sound raising my eyes in fear and awe i saw the lambent light around me begin to separate into countless gradations of delicate color 
till presently it resembled a close and brilliant network of rainbow tints intermingled with purest gold it was as if millions of lines had been drawn with exquisite fineness and precision so as to cause intersection or reciprocal meeting at given points of calculation and these changed into various dazzling forms too brilliant for even my dreaming sight to follow yet i felt myself compelled to study one particular section of these lines which shone before me in a kind of pale brightness and while i looked it varied to more and more complex moods of colour and light if one might so express it till by gradual degrees it returned again to the simpler combination thus are the destinies of human lives woven and interwoven said the voice from infinite and endless points of light they grow and part and mingle together till the destined two are one often they are entangled and disturbed by influences not their own but from interference which through weakness or fear they have themselves permitted but the tangle is forever unravelled by time the parted threads are brought together again in the eternal weaving of spirit and matter no power human or divine can entirely separate the lives which god has ordained shall come together man's ordainment is not god's ordainment wrong threads in the weaving are broken no matter how no matter when love must be tender yet resolved love must not swerve from its given pledge love must be all or nothing the light network of living golden rays still quivered before my eyes till all at once they seemed to change to a rippling sea of fine flame with waves that gently swayed to and fro tipped with foam crests of prismatic hue like broken rainbows wave after wave swept forward and broke in bright amethystine spray close to me where i knelt and as i watched this moving mass of radiant colour in absorbed fascination one wave brilliant as the flush of a summer's dawn rippled towards me and then gently retiring left a single rose crimson and fragrant close within my reach i stooped and caught it quickly surely it was a real rose from some dewy garden of the earth and no dream one rose from all the roses in heaven said the mystic voice in tones of enthralling sweetness one fadeless and immortal only one but sufficient for all one love from all the million loves of men and women one but enough for eternity how long the rose has awaited its flowering how long the love has awaited its fulfillment only the recording angels know such roses bloom but once in the wilderness of space and time such love comes but once in a universe of worlds i listened trembling i held the rose against my breast between my clasped hands o oh, sorrowful star went on the voice what shall become of thee if thou forsakest the way of love o oh, little sphere of beauty and delight why are thy people so blind oh that their eyes were lifted unto heaven their hearts to joy their souls to love who is it that darkens life with sorrow who is it that creates the delusion of death i found my speech suddenly 
nay surely i said half whispering we must all die not so and the mystic voice rang out imperatively there is no death for god is alive and from him life only can emanate i held my peace moved by a sudden sweet awe from eternal life no death can come continued the voice from eternal love flows eternal joy change there is change there must be to higher forms and higher planes but life and love remain as they are indestructible the same yesterday today and forever i bent my face over the rose against my breast its perfume was deliciously soft and penetrating and half unconsciously i kissed its velvet petals as i did this a swift and dazzling radiance poured shower-like through the air and again i heard mysterious chords of rhythmic melody rising and falling like distant waves of the sea the grave tender voice spoke once again rise and go hence it said in tones of thrilling gentleness keep the gift god sends thee take that which is thine meet that which hath sought thee sorrowing for many centuries turn not aside again neither by thine own will nor by the will of others lest old errors prevail pass from vision into waking from night to day from seeming death to life from loneliness to love and keep within thy heart the message of a dream the light beating about me like curved wings slowly paled and as slowly vanished yet i felt that i must still kneel and wait this atmosphere of awe and trembling gradually passed away and then rising as i thought and holding the mystic rose with one hand still against my breast i turned to feel my way through the darkness which now encompassed me as i did this my other hand was caught by someone in a warm eager clasp and i was guided along with an infinitely tender yet masterful touch which i had no hesitation in obeying step by step i moved with a strange sense of happy reliance on my unseen companion darkness or distance had no terrors for me and as i went onward with my hand held firmly in that close yet gentle grasp my thoughts became as it were suddenly cleared into a heaven of comprehension i looked back upon years of work spread out like an arid desert uncheered by any spring of sweet water and i saw all that my life had lacked all to which i had unconsciously pressed forward longingly without any distinct recognition of my own aims and only trusting to the infinite powers of god and nature to amend my incompleteness by the perfection of the everlasting whole and now had the answer come at any rate i felt i was no longer alone someone who seemed the natural other half of myself was beside me in the shadows of sleep i could have spoken but would not for fear of breaking the charm and so i went on and on caring little how long the journey might be and even vaguely wishing it might continue forever when presently a faint light began to peer through the gloom i saw a glimmer of blue and gray then white then rose color and i awoke 
to find nothing of a visionary character about me, unless perhaps a shaft of early morning sunshine streaming through the porthole of my cabin could be called a reflex of the mystic glory which had surrounded me in sleep. I then remembered where I was, yet I was so convinced of the reality of what I had seen and heard, that I looked about me everywhere for that lovely crimson rose I had brought away with me from dreamland, for I could actually feel its stem still between my fingers. It was not to be seen, but there was delicate fragrance on the air as if it were blooming near me, a fragrance so fine that nothing could describe its subtly pervading odor. Every word spoken by the voice of my dream was vividly impressed on my brain, and more vivid still was the recollection of the hand that had clasped mine and led me out of sleep to waking. I was conscious of its warmth yet, and I was troubled, even while I was soothed, by the memory of the lingering caress with which it had been at last withdrawn. And I wondered, as I lay for a few moments in my bed inert, and thinking of all that had chanced to me in the night, whether the long earnest patience of my soul ever turned as it had been for years toward the attainment of a love higher than all earthly attraction, was now about to be recompensed. I knew, and had always known, that whatsoever we strongly will to possess comes to us in due season, and that steadily resolved prayers are always granted. The only drawback to the exertion of this power is the doubt as to whether the thing we desire so ardently will work us good or ill. For there is no question but that what we seek we shall find. I had sought long and unwearyingly for the clue to the secret of life imperishable and love eternal. Was the mystery about to be unveiled? I could not tell, and I dare not humor the mere thought too long. Shaking my mind free from the web of marvel and perplexity in which it had been caught by the visions of the night, I placed myself in a passively receptive attitude, demanding nothing, fearing nothing, hoping nothing, but simply content with actual life, feeling life to be the outcome and expression of perfect love. End of chapter 3